one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. And Paul, it's your duty, nay, your privilege to introduce the film we're going to be talking about in this episode. Okay, so this is a film with the really snappy, slightly odd title um, from 1970. It's Mumsy, Nanny, Sunny and Girly. Right, so let's deal with this right at the start. (laughs) This is undoubtedly the worst title of anything we've ever discussed ever in the are oh, getting on for 68 episodes and it's possibly the worst title of any british horror film or tv show or book i've ever come across i, <laughs> I think yeah i think it's sort of one of the, it's one of those titles you know we used to having uh, our, our horror films spell out what they're what they're about with you know horror of something or other or that sort of thing. And this just makes you think, what? <laughs> well, absolutely it does. So and I, I, worse, I don't know. I think I think it was also, wasn't it referred to as just girly in well this in, is what in I wanted the to, States. This is what I wanted to it, say. Which, which sort of makes it sound more like a porn film. But the, the history of, of this is that it's a film adapted from a a stage play. And the stage play was called The Happy Family, I think. Yeah. Which is a better title, but it doesn't say this is a horror film or a a horror play or or In fact, it could give completely the wrong impression. It could say, this is a nice, friendly, based (laughs) on the child's game. (laughs) Um, Yeah. this is a lovable sitcom. It's got Sid James in it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so I can sort of see why um, when they came to, to, to do the film adaption, I thought, um, okay, I need to change the title. But this is, well, maybe, I mean, this title is just so off-putting. It's ridiculous. And it's only called that. I can't even bring myself to say it. It's only called that. In the UK, everywhere else in the world, it, it was released as Girly, which is still a bad title. Are you absolutely right to, to say it? It's still, it still sucks. It's just, the only advantage it really has is it's shorter. So yeah. the, the Happy Family is the best of the three, but it really needed, just like you said, it really needed a title that's much more evocative of what it actually is. If it had been called something like the horror game, something just completely generic, <laughs> at least at least it would have given you some idea. And this film was very unsuccessful. Yes. Um, it, 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 and um, I mean, it's, it wasn't just because of the title, but it did, it did very badly in the UK box office, ended some careers for some of the people involved, more or less. <laughs> but um, it, in America, where it was released as girly, it did quite well. Uh, and one of the yeah. one of the you know tragic things is that the the, the cast didn't realise that it had been a hit anywhere. They thought right. that it was profoundly unsuccessful film. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> and and. and you know, you know. Okay, so that—that's the title. I do, do you know what I—I I, I think I think the title's grown on me a bit. I quite <laughs> like the fact that it's just, just kind of like weird and um, doesn't really sort of do everything anything. Um, well, I can understand that, and I think the title has grown on you because you've seen the film, and now it yes. makes sense to you. Yeah, <laughs> right, that's but that. it wouldn't draw you in um, to see it. I wouldn't think. I had to have my arm twisted to watch it. Okay, because I'd never okay. heard... Do, do, do you want to... Yeah, are you going to tell us about how we, we came about choosing this film? Yeah, I, I'd never heard of it. Um, no. But my wife, who's significantly interested in British horror herself, she she found it on Amazon Prime, where it no longer is, by the way, but she'd watched it you know, without me, like, um, months and months ago. And she, she recommended it. She said, oh, this is good. This is a good film. And I'm like, I don't know, what what what, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound like a film. That just sounds, sounds like a list of stupid names. <laughs> um, uh, but I looked it up, 
And I was absolutely staggered to see directed by Freddie Francis, yeah. starring Michael Bryant, filmed yeah. at Oakley Court. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute. This is all the things I really love. <laughs> why, have, why have I never heard of this thing? And I never like it, It's like a roll call, sort of like a, a greatest hits, isn't it? Of, of sort of British horror. Well, sure enough, it's, it, it's got Michael Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you, you know it, it's all the things I like and my wife absolutely correctly said it's just it's just something I'd never heard of and and, and it wasn't because I it wasn't just because um I know a lot less about British horror than <laughs> than even I thought I mean it wasn't just that it, it is a film that was unavailable in the UK for very many years so when we were first into into British horror way back in the 20th century that this was well, um it, it, you, you just couldn't watch this film. Didn't exist. It, it had come out on, yeah. on on video in America, but in in a, in a limited way. And and back then, our TVs didn't play American videos and vice versa. No. So, <laughs> I think the weird thing about it is obviously Freddie Francis. He's like he's you know he was he's proper famous, and we we we'd watched probably every other film that he'd ever done. Um, at that time, uh, but I guess you know we you did. It was hard to find filmographies of people because you know no internet, uh, and you had to rely on on books and things. And I don't ever remember seeing this in any of the uh, any of the books that sort of horror film reference books or anything. Well, that's exactly, um, exactly and, it. And we I just it, had those, and from the library, because yeah. they weren't like you could go and WH Smith and buy them. They were they were quite niche yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. Or you'd find find them in secondhand bookshops, mm. or something like that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly what, what we used to do. Um, so, so, so the first time around, we never heard of it, and then, and then the second time around, the DVD era, I must have just missed it. <laughs> yeah, but then, then I would basically automatically ignore something with a title like this because I would think it was nothing to do with with me. And yeah. And I must have I must have viewed Freddie Francis' filmography and just just skipped over it. But then um, he 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 did have quite a, a long successful career and quite an eclectic career. And I think um, yeah yeah th this was probably one of the first times he just was like, okay, I'm doing something crazy now. Well, this was his sort of entirely his sort of project, wasn't it? Um, After doing the Amicus and the Hammer films, yeah. where he was doing other people's stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, he'd been a very successful cinematographer before that, and afterwards, uh, he became an enormously successful cinematographer again. So, yeah. so his filmography is long and very distinguished, and it's. Well, pretty, I, I think I think it's I think it's quite interesting because obviously in, in the early eighties, he, he he worked with David Lynch, and I think. Well, yeah, this that's film is quite interesting in 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 that context, and um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, absolutely. So, and yeah, I hadn't made that that connection, but yeah, because he was a cinematographer on The Elephant Man and June, wasn't he? Yeah, indeed. Um, so, oh, no, no, that is that is fascinating. We should probably just before we we move on. Um, Freddie Francis said this: this was his favourite film. Yeah, but then he uh, he didn't he sort of had didn't he have sort of almost complete control over the, the whole thing more or less? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. But you didn't. Which, get, which you, is so, you, so so he would have he would have probably really enjoyed doing this, regardless of whether anyone else liked it. This is true, but it doesn't always work out like that. You don't get no. Christopher Lee ever saying that nothing but the light, the night was his favourite film. Do you? It's, <laughs> it's, 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 sometimes it works out, and sometimes no. it doesn't. No, <laughs> when you do he, your own thing, but, but he does like he does like um, the one where he plays the president of Pakistan. Jinnah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to be shown much. I have to say, right. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move on because we should do the plot, okay? Because okay, 
so so actually for the first half an hour of, of this film uh it, it's absolutely uh, it, intriguing and infuriating because yes. and, and and some of the plot even from watching it some of the plot i did not get by watching the film, I get from reading summaries of what's going on. <laughs> so, so it's yeah. one of those films where you have to have you have to have it explained to you a little bit, or I or, or I did right, and, and <laughs> that is a slightly lynching think, thing, I, I isn't think, it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was okay. I think I I followed it okay, but then once I read some reviews and film summaries, there were a few things where I was going, "What? I didn't I, I didn't pick up on that. That where did it where did it mention that?" Was, yeah, yeah, I had I had those. So, so okay, the the, the plot basically um, two young, um, I think they're they're adults. They're they're pretending to be kids, but they're young adults. Uh, yeah, who call them Sonny and Girly, um, like a, a boy and a girl. They they um, they go to London Zoo, don't they? And they're messing around in London Zoo, and that's where they meet Michael Ripper, and they scare well, they, they've, him with Jack and they've the Fox. Broken in, haven't they? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. So and, it's like and, London Zoo before it's open. Yeah, and, the, and they're also both in in school uniform. In school uniform, which is just odd. Yeah, and and, and Michael Ripper tells them to hop it quite rightly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, yeah. The the funny thing is, um, I went to London Zoo a few years ago, and the bear enclosure was still exactly the same. So they need they haven't refreshed it by now. They need to build those bears a new <laughs> enclosure. It's getting on a bit. Um, uh, yeah but then they go to the park which you know presumably is regent's park although they don't don't call it out and they pick up a tramp don't they essentially yeah um and and they take the tramp home uh and they're at their home which is oakley court uh, a manor house um very familiar oakley court iconic really um not actually uh not actually Bray Studios, but next door to Bray Studios. So, yeah. uh, Oakley Court seen in, in in many Hammer films with a distinctive frontage. But yeah. uh, and, and and I didn't realise. I, I just I just read this today. Or I had forgotten that that Hammer actually were based at Oakley Court for a few films back in the late. 40s before they moved next door to what was um down place at the time which became Bray yeah. studios but but they, they clearly had like open access to uh, to, to oakley court and it's got really, the really distinctive like uh, uh like stone dogs and things so it, yeah it, yeah. yeah um so so um it, it, i was going with this segue you know i've stayed in oakley court you know it's a hotel now i've, I've stayed there a couple of times over the years it, it's always a thrill yeah. It's, it's always a thrill. <laughs> I'll probably do it again. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so, and they murdered this tramp, right? <laughs> uh, Sunny and Girly, um, and also Mumsy, who who is like a like a middle aged woman. Yeah. N- no idea whether she's really their mother. Uh, no, and, we, and we nanny. Don't find out. And, uh, and and there's something. There's there's a scene early on when they're with the tramp where. Um, Sonny and Gurley get a bit if they are brother and sister it's a little incesty oh. it's a bit where she sucks his finger yes 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 there is so in the play apparently uh, the, the incest is a theme so there is a, oh, okay. a, there is an incestuous relationship between them although maybe not because you know I, I, I'm not convinced no. that they're actually brother and sister we don't we no. don't know we don't know well we don't know do we it's not no. this is this none of this is 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 made clear and we don't know whether mumsy is their real mum or absolutely um and, and that nanny i was just mentioned is obviously playing a, a nanny role and she's just maybe slightly older or slightly less glamorous she might yeah. be about the same age as mumsy but um but but they're they're psychopaths as well though they they're they're, they're talking <laughs> in like um uh really kind of cutesy oh they yeah. bless those little children sunny and girly they'll go well, and find a playmate the, the film starts off doesn't it like that and it, and yeah I've, is, I've, I've written down in my notes that it, it opens a bit like a preschool program it does it, it does with, with that them speaking in that similar kind of uh sort of preschooly way 
yeah, and and they're all playing these characters. So yeah. so, uh, but but they they never break these. They never break character. It's not them. They're not. Um, they're, they're not. Um, you know, severely disturbed or, or, or like learning impaired or anything. They're they're um, they're they're playing characters, but they're so subsumed in them that you never really see the real them. It's really, yeah. it, 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 so because of that, it, it, it's really difficult to get away in. But but to just finish off on the the incest uh, that you're you're interested in, Paul. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, a big deal was made about that at the time apparently okay. apparently there was one of these and you know this was released in 1970 and uh, you'll know from your, your your love of doctor who amongst other things that the 70s there there was a lot of moral crusading and apparently yeah. one of these outrages was about the the um the, the bank the moral bankruptcy of cinema because of the incest in this film and then there was another film apparently around about the same time which had, had incest or unrequited incest as a theme but it, it's like okay I, I'm, but, okay I'm but not it, convinced it is that though well not... no no I, I mean it, it was deliberately deleted from this film I, it was just one of those yeah. Like, it's nonsense it's absolutely nonsense i mean i mean and also it's a funny thing to pick on because there's quite a lot of gruesome violence <laughs> and murders <laughs> and some seriously deranged people as well so. absolutely <laughs> yeah it is funny and this is not just the british press but this, this is like uh, western culture generally how how we just ignore violence how we don't seem yeah. to care about it that's the, that's virtually never scandalous but there we go um, yeah yeah just just slaughter a whole load of people on screen and cut them up and everything but you know have a little bit of sex afterwards and that, that's outrageous well uh, yeah absolutely um <laughs> and doesn't the 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 tramp who do we, we, we never learn anybody's names by the way so the, the well no they're all given names aren't they well um, yeah, but you never learn yeah. anyone's real name. So, no. so he—I mean—he's just the tramp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think they call they they do call him friend or. or yeah. Um, so he he's yeah new or new friend, but he's not the new friend. He's uh, just I think they that where whoever Sonny and Gurley pick up is is new friend. Yeah. Uh, and um, when the tramp gets bored very quickly because it's basically the scene setting isn't it they they um they play a game of oranges and lemons and and, yeah. and, and uh which has a kind of cut off your head thing and that's the cue for i think it's girly isn't it girly to yeah. go crazy with a, a a knife or something on you don't see too much this isn't that graphic but he's obviously been hacked to death there's there's some isn't there some clever cutting to sort of like beheaded dolls yeah, there is. Yeah, and and I'm reminded of a scene in The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man has a similar thing yeah. with this, doesn't it? But it's a it's a fake head in The Wicker Man. So The Wicker Man yeah. play, play, plays with what we see in in here, and obviously that whole gang. Um, but but then you know the main story then starts with when um, Sunny and Gurley go back looking for another new friend, and yeah. they're not and then. Basically, Mumsy says no more tramps. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so they break into this posh car, don't they? And um, Michael Bryan and um, oh, someone else. <laughs> yeah. His lady friend. His yeah, his his lady friend. My, my I mean, I, I do it like that, not out of inherent sexism, honestly, but um, because um. um he, 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 I'm a big fan of because he's Michael Bryant from The Treasure Rabbit, Thomas and The Stone yeah. Tape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and an, another, an, another thing about him, which I hadn't realised, is quite how successful a theatre actor he, he had been. Um, yeah. So, so he, he, he spent like decades at the National. He was a real fixture at the, the National, apparently. So um, he, he was a preeminent stage actor of the of, of, I mean, already he, by this great. time yeah. yeah i mean he, he's he's great and um, one thing this is one of the things i didn't pick up on but everything every synopsis i read said this apparently he's a male prostitute right uh, yes 
See, I had Where did that? Where did that? Where was that mentioned? Or where was that? Did I, you have I, to make some huge leap of? I don't get. To, to, I don't understand. I don't understand where that comes from. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's in it's certainly in all the um, the synopsises and people it's, talk, it's talk about in it. every article I read because there's quite a few articles online that I read about it, and in every single one it referred to him as a male prostitute. Yeah, and, where, and I don't where, get that because where does uh, that come from? Because um, Imogen Hassel, who's the the <laughs> I've just looked up, yeah. plays his girlfriend, does play. His girlfriend, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and she even makes some jealous remark about what he's done at the party. He's quite drunk; she's less drunk. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. And then, then um, when Sonny and Gurley broken into his car, he's like, "This is a disgrace." And then he sees Gurley and quite fancies her, so he's like, oh, "This is fine." And it's like, surely, like a gigolo wouldn't be like that. <laughs> I'm not no. sure. <laughs> no. Um, so, I mean, so, I just thought I just thought he was yeah. He, he's obviously fairly awful human being, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think he was a. I didn't think that was because I didn't think he was a male prostitute. I just thought he was just this horrible sort of chauvinist bloke. Yeah, yeah, an unreformed seventies male. I, yeah. I, I wonder if it comes from the play. I have because maybe it's maybe it's clearer in the play. Um, yeah, so, 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 so certainly um, this alleged gigolo. Um, then they they go to a playground, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. For, for <laughs> because of the whole infantile nature of Sonny and Gurley, that's just. Just, just what all, all they seem to want to do is these really childish games, um, and then uh, Sonny murders <laughs> the girlfriend, just pushes her off the slide. Yeah, uh, um, but but in a way that makes it that that they convince uh, Michael Bryant's character that he's done it. Yeah, um, he he's drunk, and then he they go back to yeah. um, Oakley Court. He's sick and stuff, and they kind of lure him in, don't they? Because then he's his new friend, and, yeah. And, and they're really cruel to him, taunting him with the body of his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and um, he tries to escape, and he can't escape. And then he gets like a, a warning saying, "Right, well, if you do that again, you're going to go." To the angels, basically, they're going to kill yeah. him. <laughs> so so that, 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 that's their term, isn't it? So, you know, they've got gone, gone to the angels. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit. All of this bit with the body and, and mucking around and uh, with that, and I don't know. I, I got a kind of real uh, sort of League of Gentlemen inside number nine type psychoville feel to that. A little bit. I don't know why. I just think it just kind of felt like, like that. That's that sort of very dark uh, well, comic thing that, that would appear in, in those those programs. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why I think you got that. Um, so the uh, Sonny and Gurley put the girlfriend's body in a trunk, don't they? And, yeah. And, and um, so later they get the body out to taunt him, and they also taunt him by by playing with that trunk don't they yeah um, like during the, the the kind of pretend shop scene she's doing that but um the hitchcock film rope if i remember correctly it features like a murder at the beginning and then the body goes in the trunk and then yeah. um the, the, then then the whole film basically goes on around that um and Psychoville. Yeah, there was, was a whole past- episode of that, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. That was the Mark Gatiss episode, which was the pastiche yeah. of Rope. So, 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 I, 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 th- I think that might be, you know, one of the reasons you're reminded of, of it Psychoville. I wasn't, wasn't directly aware of that, but it was obviously there in, in my consciousness somewhere. So it probably yeah. did, did do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether whether the. the the league have seen this film they're they're very good on um 
British horror, aren't they? We know they are. Obviously, Mark Gatiss is, but all of them are. <laughs> but but you, if this was a hard film to see, so you don't yeah. you don't know how influenced they were <laughs> by it, no. if at all. But, but you can see the, the the kind of creative link. Definitely, you can. Um, so and but but basically, uh, you also get because Michael Bryant is a fine actor, right? And this is what this is this is where I started to like the film because. Um, the Sonny and Gurley and Mumsy and Nanny performances are, you know, initially pretty superficial and it's pretty irritating. But then, <laughs> but then you watch Michael Bryant, who's playing a different character, having yeah. to be new friend, having to play along, and then realizing he has to he has to suppress his emotions and he has to play along, and then he starts, you know, playing them at their own game because they call yeah. it a game, don't they? You must follow the rules of the game. Yeah. And there you say, there's some psychological depth. There's something to hang on to, you know. There's there's something to really like get to grips with. And then you're like, okay, so this isn't like stupid. This isn't like yeah. a, uh, like a serial killer, like slasher horror film. It's not. Um, no, you know, no, no, one of those. I mean, I know those films aren't all awful, but it's <laughs> they're not my kind of thing. But this is this is. Um, very much then you're in and I saw this described as a psychodrama and almost then it, I can see that just based on Michael Bryant and his, the way it's written but his performance do, do, do you know so this bit there's a couple of things where where it starts where he starts playing along and he starts uh, sort of twisting things around a little bit um, there are two things with this firstly I kept wondering why he, he was staying because it didn't look like it was a particularly difficult place to leave. <laughs> um, so there was that. But secondly, it really started to remind me of, and, and this is um, something that superficially I don't think is very similar at all, but it really reminded me of The Prisoner. Oh, okay. And, I can, yeah, and, absolutely. And you've, I think because it had, it's got that kind of weird trappings, You've got a load of characters that don't have any real names. They've got You've numbers. Got, they, it, they, they have. And, based and, on which room they're in. He's friend in two. He is number yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> but but <there's> also, <laughs> they also talk about friend in five, don't they? And we yeah. meet friend in five. And also you get to see basically what happens if you don't play along because they decide to yeah. execute friend in five, which they do very successfully. I, they um, <clears throat> or, or, almost too easily does he fall into their trap yeah <laughs> um but, um, but, they, but, they, but so so you've got these authoritarian figures who are the, the the family and although they're kind of quite twisted and daft and silly they have certain rules which of games that uh that the, the friends don't necessarily know what those rules are they're, they're, again, they're, they're, they've all got code names, as it were. And, and Michael Bryant's character is number six because he's a character that gets brought into, into this place that he seemingly can't escape from. And in the same way that number six does, by, by sort of trying to play along with some weird, you know, the, the number two's weird game or, 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 or plot, and then trying to twist that round, it just it just really reminded me of it, and then they had all the kind of um, daft nursery rhyme incidental music again, which like really reminded me of the prisoner because there's lots of that in the prisoner. Prisoner's got pop goes the weasel, has that? Yeah, because this has so, got Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it all started to really remind me of the prisoner, and that's not a bad thing because the prisoner's excellent. So, so there is a bit where a new friend's digging a grave. Well, you can see that one of the gravestones is number six. Well, obviously, friend in six has, has died before. Um, <laughs> but before we've got um, to see the film, yeah, before the action yeah. starts. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did. I did see um, the, the prisoner. And of course, uh, that's a late 60s thing. That's going to be fresh in people's minds. Um, yeah, and and the other the other the other thing which I think would have been fresh in people's minds at this time is Charles Manson, which obviously yeah. 
real world stuff but yeah um, and I, I i don't follow true crime i think it's gruesome i don't particularly like it but i do know uh, that charles manson uh, didn't he call his little um cult the family yeah so so i i, I wonder if all, all that stuff about playing happy families is kind of a cool a call to that certainly yeah um he he already sullied the name the the term family and that that is further sullied because although the film isn't called the happy family they do refer to themselves as a happy family yeah uh, well particularly i think Gurley says we're a happy family <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um although she doesn't have any affection for any of the others as, as we try as it transpires because um what what new friend does to to unbalance this is he basically seduces them all. <laughs> so he, yeah, yeah. He, he he starts he starts with Gurley uh, and um, then also um, Mumsy and and then finally Nanny. He seduces or is seduced by all the three. He, <laughs> all the three he doesn't. Women. He doesn't seduce Sunny though. No, and Sunny's immune to his charms. Yeah. Um, and 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 this is where it all goes because you know there's lots of this stuff, but this is basically the 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 event which which takes us to the end game, as it were, which is that um, Sonny's death. He becomes jealous, doesn't like uh, new friend, and, and and wants you know to get him sent to the angels. Yeah. And this is too much for Gurley, who likes new friend, and yeah. Gurley just straight up murders him, beats him to death. <laughs> <laughs> and goes into uh, goes into a rage and yeah yeah well but but she also does like a childish joke doesn't she which is yeah. like a, so oh what is it what is it, it it's um oh, oh I forget I forget it, it, it's some name and then she and then she, then she bashes him in the foot, foot and the leg and then uh, oh the the chestnut yeah no. Ted chest is it chestnut something chest tone tony chestnut yes, that's what that's it is it, yeah to, yep. to, to, yeah yeah so foot leg uh chest and then yeah but but yeah. and then, then the the nut is the killing blow <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah but then that's 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 again that's that that then is quite unsettling afterwards because I, I think the fact that she's quite so psycho is quite unsettling anyway but then it gets even more unsettling when no one's really that bothered about uh, Sonny being killed. No, no, they're absolutely just... Like, they're just like, kind mum, of just... Mumsy's like, oh, he was a bad boy anyway. He was surly. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, she's... Mumsy's just avoided being murdered, hasn't hasn't she? Because yeah, because um, because nannies are basically uh, je- jealous of of Mumsy and new friend and decides to murder Mumsy, but but then um, is interrupted by new friend. Basically, she's about to stab mum, sleeping Mumsy with um, like an acid tip knitting needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but this but this is where um, um, new friend sees that so he clocks the acid but then he he seduces nanny he doesn't and nanny forgets <laughs> yeah. her murder plan um but but then um nanny does get murdered because um nanny is gonna murder girly but girly wakes up so she doesn't get the cushion on the face and then yeah. then we're not quite sure what's happened but then girly's playing around with the axe and and there's something <laughs> boiling on the stove and or and and this is fatal attraction fatal attraction, you know yeah. with the, yeah. oh, oh we're talking of the axe as well there's also um the shining yeah oh yeah yeah a decade yeah. The, early yeah the, the breaking through the door of the axe except the mumsy just goes hello <laughs> oh, those lines doesn't she yeah indeed <laughs> and Sonny uses the axe as well, like a, a, a tomahawk for Native American tomahawk, because yeah. you know, cowboys and, uh, and Indians is one of the, the games that they yeah. they play. And then um, it turns out that Sonny's been able to Sonny shoots number five dead does, with, with the arrows. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but yeah, but um, yeah. So um, then Mumsy and Gurley have this really like uncomfortable conversation where they agree to share 
new friend so they can yeah. basically have ha- have him three nights each yeah <laughs> but but you get and i'm just thinking that the mumsy's taking incredible risk um still treating uh girly like a like like a, a favored daughter and not yeah. <laughs> a psychopath that's wiping everyone out because <laughs> uh, uh, she, she, she she doesn't fear for her own life which is bizarre they're just so in, into the game but because yeah. you know girlie's muttering to herself that she's about to kill mumsy so i don't i don't think their relationship is going to last very long but then um you, you know new friend who who um has you know been disgusted by the murders but also um realizes that that reaction is going to get him into trouble so he did yeah then he keeps playing along but, but he um and then we leave the film basically with new friend aware that um that that, that um mumsy and girly uh think they're going to tire of him but yeah but he he's got the he puts the he realizes it's his it's his night to be with mumsy and, yeah. and he he puts the acid and the knitting needle under his pillow so so he might be about to, to start own little mur- murder thing yeah. but yeah. but then but then you don't really know whether once he does that whether he actually likes girly or not because he has no. shown that he does sort of like her but but she's but he can also surely see that she's totally insane so <laughs> so the um <laughs> yeah yeah that if yeah that, that in order to 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 stay with her he would have to be a crazy killer as well so um yeah and the film the film doesn't give you any answers it just says oh that's the end no, Bye. <laughs> I, I like i like that i like the fact that it ends on this kind of like strangely kind of uh warped moment where all the characters are presumably all thinking about how they're going to bump each other off <laughs> yeah. and it's just this kind of like it's this a mental Mexican standoff type thing. That, yeah, that, that's right, and that, I think that's brilliant. I, I agree, and that's kind of a payoff. So, so you put up with the early infantile nonsense. You do get to, you know, quite quite a rich drama, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, another influence, I'm sure, on on this or this was an influence on. I'm not quite sure of the sequence, but it reminded me a bit about uh, of, of Sleuth. Right, yeah, tr- um, tremendously successful. I know it was a film in the seventies with Olivier and um, Michael Caine. I'm not exactly yeah. sure how long it existed as a play, but but that 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 that's all about playing characters, isn't it? And no, I'm really them, and all oh, it was me, and yeah, time kind of thing. But but in 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 this film though, you don't get big reveals. The mask never slips, not for the no, whole film. You don't, you, you don't <laughs> at any point find out who they these people are. Um, anything about their backstories um, nothing it, it, it just exists within the the, the length of the, the film and that's it it does there's nothing before or or after it's, it's just that sequence of events in the, in the film and I, 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 I really like that and I, I'm a bit like you I think at the beginning I was a bit like what is this I'm watching but then <laughs> It just really grew on me later on. Yeah, um, and I suspect I, there's a lot. I, I think at some point I, it might be worth. I think I'd probably quite like to watch it again because a slightly more critical eye. Because I think there's definitely lots more symbolism in, in there. I mean, there were things like yeah, the whole Humpty Dumpty theme, and the Humpty Dumpty was mentioned a lot. And I'm and I was racking my brains trying to think what what is it what what's the kind of significance of Humpty Dumpty and how does that fit in with this? Well, yeah, it's their like murder method, but you can see they're trying to lure him up to the top of the roof of the outbuilding. And, yeah. he, he, and I thought that was because he was going to have a great fall, but he doesn't have a great fall. He just gets killed by arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it, it seems to be used a, a couple of times. Yeah, and, no, you're right, you're and, right. And, and then there's stuff like um, I noticed that Sonny, for most of the time he's on screen, does a lot of rocking on things. So he spends a lot of time on a rocking horse or he's um, in the playground. He's on one of those uh, big, long rocking dragon things. 
And he seemed to do a lot of that. And I'm thinking that 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 must be a conscious choice. And I'm just kind of thinking, psychoanalyzing what that could possibly mean. And I suspect there's probably lots of stuff in it like that. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree that this is a film that's going to reward um, re- revisiting and, and close inspection because it, it's clearly like not a, a hackneyed horror film. It's, 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 no. I mean, it's, it, it's, um, it's, it's a serious drama, really, using horror as, as kind of um, a, a way in. I mean, I guess the idea was to use it in a marketing sense, but it, um, yeah. so, so it certainly just plays with elements of the genre. I mean, in the market, I, and it did work. The mar- I mean, they, they sold it as an exploitation film in, in America, yeah. focused on girly, and that did work. So you, you, the horror tropes did... <laughs> lure well, people in there it was just in the in the uk where it all went a bit wrong yeah well yeah well i guess there's like a market for um y- young ladies murdering people in sh- very short skirts i suppose <laughs> i think then yeah i i, I think particularly at, at this point uh, yeah that absolutely would would have been but um <laughs> um but but, but this film's a bit more than that. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't argue that it's it's weird because it's it's hard to categorise it, and I think that might be another reason why it didn't do so well because it it's not really a comedy, although it has some darkly humorous moments in it. It's not really a horror film, it's, really, but it's sort of a psychological horror in a way. But it's not you couldn't necessarily define it as a horror film. And, and it exists in its own world. It's not like, you know, it doesn't relate to the real world at all, really, in any way. I mean, the characters, uh, you know, obviously none of the characters have their own names and, and it doesn't ever intrude into the real world, really. It's, it's just, yeah. It's yeah, just... but, but I think it is set in contemporary oh, yeah, Britain. But... It's, it's just, yeah, it's but... just that they're so, they're so... But I think, I think the madness is theirs, not the world they inhabit. But I know exactly no, what no, you mean. No, no, but, it, but, but that's the only world we really see. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Dipping in to drag someone into their world. And so, therefore, it's it sort of doesn't bear so, any meaning. So, yeah, psychodrama was one, um, like I mentioned, was, was one description. And I'm not completely sure that that's a- accurate. It, yeah, it, it uses that. the trappings of horror. And I guess, you you know, I think you could say... There's horrific moments in there. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. And like Wikipedia says, it's a horror comedy. And it's like, well, no. Yeah, I mean, no. That, but that reminds me, a lot of things that aren't funny get described as horror comedies. I think yeah. there's... Ah, oh, that that is a Hammer film called The Anniversary with Betty Davis. Which oh, that's great! But it's not. Is that a comedy? Do you like that? Would you say that was a comedy? I'd... I, I I remember really enjoying that. I've only seen it once, but I remember really enjoying enjoying that. And that has that has that. Um, yeah, doesn't it have Betty Davis as like a really evil sort of scheming woman who manipulates her entire family uh, yeah. in different ways. Yeah, it's it's actually maybe not dissimilar to this film in some ways. No. Yeah, that's why maybe that's why that jumped to my mind. But yeah. but but I remember that being um, presented as a horror comedy, and I think I, I mean, we've, we've talked about horror comedy. We've had experts on to talk about horror <laughs> horror comedy, and um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, th- I think you know having one or two laugh out loud moments, or or just like. What a hell have I just watched? Moments doesn't make something a comedy. <laughs> but, no. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think this is a. I, I can't get any further than, than this is a drama. Like, yeah. and I like mean, and it, I think it, I think yeah, I mean that in, as in as it's in this is a filmed stage play. <laughs> um, but 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 it, it's. Uh, I, I I'd love to. I think this would make. I, I I'm I'm gonna, I'm saying this every episode now, but I think this would make. A, a great stage play. I'd like to see it put on. Maybe yeah. once we put on the Exorcism, we could then put on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would use the original title. I wouldn't call it whatever this film's actually called. <laughs> uh, Mumsy, etc. Yeah, Mumsy, Sunny, and Cher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, that's 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 a horror comedy joke. <laughs> that is horror comedy. Got done. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting film, definitely. Um, so I have nothing else to say about it apart from I, it's I did good. Have, I did have some other did some other things to say, but I, I can't remember what they are at the minute. Um, what do we think of? What do we think That's of unfortunate because the... we're probably not going to record another episode. So <laughs> this would be your opportunity, really. <laughs> so, so what, what do we sort of think of the the the, the cast in it? I know we've Great. mentioned some of them Great. briefly. Um, I, mean, I love Michael Bryan, and this is a ta- he, this is yeah. better than his other performances because I think he's got more to work with. It's a towering performance, and, and I just re- regret he wasn't in more of these films. He was actually because um, the other things I mentioned earlier were TV he was in a, like a proper horror film he was in um, Torture Garden uh, and right, yeah. I think Ursula Howells Mumsy she was also in Tor- Torture Garden yeah. but I haven't seen Torture Garden for years maybe we should revisit that but it's that yeah. that's an amicus um, portmanteau movie with Burgess Meredith as the devil um, yeah yeah, yeah, it's but been I, a while since I've seen that as well. I, I would like, I would have liked to see Michael Bryant in more things, but I'm, but the downside of the theatre is you kind of miss your chance. <laughs> so yeah, but but I love him in the things I have seen him in. I like Ursula Howells. I think is amazing, by the way. Um, so she she doesn't really display the same range because, like I say, you never see the real person beneath her, uh, no. like you do with a uh, new friend but i do i do like the the way that the her kind of romantic interest in new friend is the is what starts to splinter the happy family and i yeah. like i like i like to see, yeah that that's really well done there um and, and i really I, I really like her she she was in uh, a, a long and distinguished career um she was in a lot of stuff but not like um, spectacular. She's just one of those faces that you'll see cropping up. Pat, yeah. Pat Haywood as well as Nanny, very good. Um, just perfectly cast. Um, again, the only thing she she really she she's more like angry jealousy her character, <laughs> but yeah. she, she does that well. Um, and Howard. So we've got Howard Trevor as Sonny. Now, interestingly, this is his only film ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think he his character is a little one-dimensional. You never yeah. really get anything with Sonny. Um, and I think maybe that's because um, the incest stuff is taken away. So then you, he's got no interest in other characters. He's just, he's, he's, he's jealous of new friend, but you don't... Well, is he jealous or is he just irritated with him? I, I, yeah, yeah. So, so, so perhaps. I mean, I can see why they didn't want to have incest He's, in this. Yeah. But, and I, I'm also thinking, if I use that word a lot of times, are we going to get flagged as mature <laughs> content? I wish I hadn't um, said, said it now. But, um, I hope iTunes doesn't block us. But, um, but anyway, um, I, I, I think the depth of his character is not there so um, yeah uh, yeah I, I think... I, it's quite interesting a couple of the reviews i read of it of this film uh, uh lots of people found him very irritating yeah but it's uh, the character i think, he's I the, think worst, it's the character worst performance in the film but i don't well, think that's true at all i mean the cat yeah i think you, you can you can mix up um performance and character can't you i mean so, it's a, supposed to be uh, annoying. He he's literally because of the torturey things he does, like lo- locking new friend in the toilet and, yeah. and and making new friend sing the national anthem in Chinese or made up Chinese or whatever. Oh, there is that racist moment. Oh, the racist bit. Don't, the, let's the, not talk so, about that. Yeah, that bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yes, yeah. but I don't. I, I mean, he's not a non-actor. I think I have watched uh, a couple of films recently with people who are borderline not actors and, and that really stands out but but yeah he, 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 and he right. was and he was an actor it was just just like he'd been in on on tv he so, was so, not a major actor 
No. So you were saying right at the beginning that this this ended some careers. Was was it his you were thinking of? Well, it was, but also um, more notably Vanessa Howard, who played Gurley. Oh, of course, yeah. Right, be- because she retired from acting soon after. She okay. she was in the unfortunate position that she'd been a leading lady, uh, and her her um, films had bombed. She was in the right. Blood Beast t- Terror. Terror. Before, yeah. And that, I don't know if you've seen that, it's, it's got a, a bit of cushion. A long time ago, yeah. Super, super sucks. I mean, it <laughs> really is bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, it's a film where they, they go, oh, I know what's scary, moths. And you go, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Moths? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Blood Beast. Yeah, let's, just, let's just shine a big light, <laughs> then they'll just fly, fly around it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I can't, I can't emphasise enough how bad. But we've never done the episode of Blood Beast Terror, and if you watch it, you won't want to record it. It'll be another. <laughs> Nothing but the night. It'll be just like we've got nothing to say apart from this is bad. And and why did Peter Cushing do it? Did was he? <laughs> yeah, but but she was in that, and it it rightly bombed and and stuff. But so so she's and she's in this film, and she literally she she never knew that 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 you know she'd been plastered yeah. all over posters all over America and the, the, the hit film because yeah. she and then uh, obviously maybe her agent wasn't very savvy. Because that's the kind of thing people really cash in. It's a, it's a real, it's a real shame because she's absolutely. I think she's fantastic in this. I think she's, she, she's just brilliantly deranged and she plays it really well. So I was just thinking at her filmography, and yeah, you're right. She's not in it very much. Um, oh, she's in the Rise and Rise of Michael Rimmer, the uh, Peter Cook film. Yeah, um, but uh, retired and, and, and went away. Yeah. Dis- disappeared people thought she was dead but she wasn't dead she was in america um, she's also in here we go around the mulberry bush which is uh quite a great coming of age film from the late 60s uh, died i think in 2010 so she did she did, but, but i mean she had she had eventually heard that this film had been successful but it did apparently take a long time i mean she retired thinking that Everyone hated her. <laughs> it's really—I mean, I'm laughing, but that's really quite. Yeah. Not that everyone hated her, but 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 the, her, her her career had gone into the siding. And I, I think this is what you get, isn't it? When you get something like a film like this, which is good but different, and nobody notices at the time it's it's good. Then yeah. um, by the time people go, oh, that was good. I mean, everyone involved's career has been trashed or or or, or hasn't. It's recovered, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> this hasn't helped. So I mean, I mean, Freddie Francis recovered. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so he he went on. Um, I think he made a couple more really good horror films. Then I decided don't... a Dracula musical starring Ringo Starr was a thing. <laughs> and, oh, that's and... not the. Is that the, the Harry Nelson? Yeah, yeah. Son yeah. of Dracula. Was he involved in that? Freddie Francis directed that. Did he? Oh, good God! Right. Um, but but uh, you know. Sp- Surprisingly, Actually, after yeah, that, that, he went back to being a cinematographer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, won an Oscar, didn't he? Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he won an Oscar for cinematography. So, so I we'll, think the, I think the thing with Freddie Francis is he obviously had a uh, was fondly remembered for for doing some of the the horror filmy things, and and probably didn't really have a hugely high profile. So it was probably quite easy for him to go off and do something else after this well he could just go back so yeah um, go back to doing what he did before and and after this um tyburn productions he sat with his son kevin francis didn't he and and he yeah. made the, the ghoul and the legend of the werewolf so um yeah yeah he was all right but poor old vanessa howard had, had borne the brunt of the lack of success yeah um, yeah oh no, Freddie Francis won two Oscars, in fact, uh, for uh, Glory and Sons and Lovers. Ah, so um, yeah. Glo- so Glory was in 1989, which was his like after his directing career had ended, yeah. and Sons and Lovers was before it started in 1960. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, 
Right. Uh, have you remembered anything else you'd like to say about this? Or, uh, we, no, we got, I haven't. We've got, to, we've got to change the subject now. Um, we have. Okay. So uh, a, couple of episodes, so a couple of episodes ago, we talked about Hands of the Ripper, which is a really... We liked it, really fine film. And we yeah. had some like theories about what was going on. But apparently, and we missed something fairly obvious, and, and, and a kind list, listener has written in to, um, t- to give us another perspective. So, yeah, I'm just going to read out his email. So it's from Andrew Jackson. So hello, Andrew, and thank you for listening. Um, he says, hi, love the podcast. And we could just leave the email there. That'd be it. Yeah. But we're not. Just love the podcast, but you seem to miss the potential syphilis angle in this movie. Here's the theory. The actual Ripper's sores are down to tertiary syphilis. He's given syphilis to Anna's mom, who has passed it to Anna while she was in the womb, which is a congenital syphilis. Uh, When Anna is killing, her hands don't merely change into the hands of the Ripper, i.e. covered in sores, clear in both the Dolly and especially Longley's death scenes, but for dramatic metaphorical or possession purposes, but rather to imply that she too has actually developed tertiary syphilis, madness being a symptom of tertiary syphilis, although we would use more appropriate language these days. And then he gives a link to the NHS uh, website on syphilis. Um, Admittedly, you can't see any signs of sores in the mid range or long shots where her hands are visible, that may just be because of uh, the makeup budget or to leave it as a subtle implication or as an open question. The syphilis angle covers off the mixture in many Hammer film movies, the Victorian society stroke thought between scientific, physical and fantastical spiritual explanations for things. And as for the film, leaves it up to the audience to decide which type explains Anna's condition. Be interested to know what you think. Keep up the good work, Andrew Jackson. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, And I really especially appreciate that the President of the United States, who served from 1829 to 1837, (laughs) would take the the time to get in touch about our podcast. So (laughs) that was was awesome. Uh, And and I'd also like to say that I I think it's a really interesting theory. um, I'm prepared to accept that the Ripper has syphilis and that explains his yeah. um, I think we talked about it possibly just being a manifestation of his dark soul but actually yeah. no it's syphilis so I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're right um, what I'm not so persuaded by is that Anna has it yeah um, because I, I think the film sort of makes it fairly clear that it's a psychological problem that she has rather than the, the physical one although i do appreciate um you're right that the syphilis could be in, in, inherited and it seemed that she would likely have done that just from how advanced the syphilis was and how yeah she, I, don't, I don't i don't feel that it would be like um if that was the case that it would be triggered by the the, the kiss thing i think you're right i, I think that i think that that that's, that's the counts that theory um yeah yeah but really interesting though and i I really like um another perspective and we definitely missed i did yeah missed missed that that's what the riffer was suffering from um yeah the the, the big question i want to know though is is why does andrew know so much about syphilis Well, I mean, he just, I think the, the answer's in the question because you said he posted <laughs> that link to the NHS website. I mean, he just had to visit that and then he would I know. He have got his facts from I'm that. Just, I'm just kidding, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, like, don't be so rude about the president. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that, no that, that's good. And um, if you, like Andrew, would like to... Um, email us to tell us how wrong we are about this film or, or, <laughs> or, or, or to, to come with, or just, with another yeah. perspective or, or you know just to say that you'd like the podcast because I, yeah. I, I appreciate or, or, that 
or if you'd like me to accuse you of having some sort of sexual disease, <laughs> then, then yeah, yeah, you can get in touch with us via Facebook, <laughs> where we're at Very British Horror, or Twitter, where we're at Very Brit, Brit Horror. So I can't even remember it now. Uh, at Very Brit Horror, or or you can email us um, at Very British Horror at gmail.com. Brilliant. And I really do do that because um, I really do appreciate it. And Paul always says sorry afterwards. So, <laughs> well, in, until next time, I've been Chris Denton. I've been representing for legal purposes my client. And, and I'm Paul Monk. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.